Antonio a year ago came here, and some people didn't even know if he would have played another round of football because of everything yeah. that's going on in his life. And, and he's had to overcome a lot. Because what can you say about the work that he's put in to immerse himself into this team and really carve a role out for himself? I mean, he obviously helped us win the Super Bowl last year. He was a big addition for us. Uh, we were banged up last year, came in perfect timing. And, you know, he's one of the best receivers to ever played a game. So, you know, he's been, he can work, man. He can. At 30, I think he's 33 years old. Uh, he never gets tired. Um, you know, he, he just runs his routes full speed every time. Uh, he's, he helps some young guys out a lot. Um, he's been a huge addition for us, and I uh, look for him to keep making plays. Got to give credit where credit's due. Antonio Brown had that bizarre 2019. We talked about it yesterday in our draft of the ugliest divorces in NFL history. The divorce from the Steelers, then the Raiders, then the Patriots, all in one season. And we thought it was over. We thought he was done. We thought they'd run him off for good after the the lawsuit that was against him. And it just felt like he couldn't keep himself out of trouble. He got into the fight with the guy who delivered his stuff from California to Florida and Antonio Brown didn't want to pay him. I think that's how that went down. And they got into some scuffle and he had a felony charge over that. Tom Brady, And this is the value of Tom Brady. I don't think anybody else in the National Football League could have found and reached and spoken to the better angels of Antonio Brown than Tom Brady. And it worked. Yeah, I don't and disagree. It's working well. Yeah, I don't and disagree And they, they, they have an embarrassment of riches at receiver, tight end, running back. Now, Brown missed practice yesterday with an ankle injury, but they have so many great guys that you can you can be without one of them for a Sunday or two and still be fine. Yeah, no, you're right. They can. I mean, it's an incredible roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And it is amazing what he's still doing. I mean, Mike Evans isn't wrong. He's definitely in the conversation for one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. You know, even with the the era of inflated stats and fantasy football and everything that way, I, I don't care. I mean, to me, when he retires, you know, for what he did on the field, at least he deserves. I mean, he he's going to be one of those receivers that jumps the list and I think gets in the Hall of Fame, you know, conversation maybe quicker than some of the some of these other guys who are going to wait a little while. There's no It'll doubt. It'll be hard to do. It is. It'll be hard to do, even though the off-field stuff isn't supposed to matter. It will. I know. It's You're right. It's going to stick to him a little bit. I know. But here, I mean, in 33, he's doing that right there, running by, you know, running by Xavier Howard and just saying, like, see you later. I mean, that that's where he's insane. And then his work ethic is insane, too. As just as Mike Evans says, I think that's ultimately where, like, the Bucks and you said it, Tom Brady, bring him in. But then the rest of the organization buys in because you're just like, man, the guy is a machine. You don't outwork him. I've seen it in person at practice before. It is amazing that way. And I heard Brady tell one of the Troy Aikman or somebody a few weeks ago, like, he's a football genius. He's all in on every little intricate detail of wide receiver, and that's why he's so awesome. Well, and the other practical concern, I don't want to make this a whole should Antonio Brown be in the Hall of Fame conversation, but we need to keep this in mind. Yeah. There needs to be someone in the media who is sufficiently motivated to take up his cause, and that may be hard to find, too, especially in Pittsburgh, where he spent the bulk of his career. Maybe he'll find someone in Tampa who will carry the flag for him when it's time to try to get into the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he should count on any of the people that he interacted with in Pittsburgh trying to help him get in. Um, but, but Brown has been good this year and he's got a Super Bowl ring and he may get another or another after that. And I have a feeling he's going to be in Tampa Bay as long as Tom Brady is. Whitney Merciless is out of Houston. He reportedly is expected to sign 
with the Green Bay Packers. He had 10 years with the Texans. I assume they tried to trade him before they let him go. Yeah. And didn't get anything for him. Um, what, what, what do you expect? What do you think of this move by the pack? He's still a good player. He is. I mean, he's not like uh, I watched the, the, the film against the Colts the other day. I mean, he still stands out in a lot of ways. I mean, he's still big and physical and moves pretty well. You know, and I think Green Bay is looking for some more big physical linebackers. We talked about this a little bit when they signed Jalen Smith. I think that's part of what they're looking at, let alone like, hey, we don't do we know the status of Darius Smith or when we're going to see him again? Maybe that's part of the reason as well. But I think what it does for the Packers, who are one of the better defenses in all of football, top five-ish type defense, you know, it gives them the ability to be a little bit more multiple too. Oh, we got to play the Chiefs this week. Oh, okay. You know, we could put him, Preston Smith, and Rashawn Gary with Kenny Clark in at defensive line and now be pretty good pass rushing unit. Whoa, watch out. Oh, wait, we got to play the Dallas Cowboys or let's say the Bucks in the playoffs. They're gonna, they got some big people on their own lines. They might smash us a little bit. All right, well, we can keep our three or four D linemen in and now add two or three big linebackers in there and match up with them and play big boy football. So I think it gives them some versatility and a little depth. And uh, I'm shocked, actually, nobody tried to trade maybe a sixth or seventh round pick for, for Whitney Merciless. You may not want to take on the contract. That's the key. He can get the balance of his pay from the Texans as yeah, termination pay right, right. and double dip yeah, and get whatever right. he gets, just like Jalen Smith yeah, right. will do with uh, his money from the Cowboys and his money from the Packers. One last note on the way out the door here. David Bakhtiari returned yeah. to practice on Wednesday for the first time since tearing his ACL last season. Hear. That gives the 5-1 and one Packers Whoa. another boost all right uh we'll take a break some week seven prop bets not just thursday night we're expanding it to all of week seven we'll do that next on pft live simsisms espresso uh but i like my uh, coffee I'm well yep i like it black i got two shots of uh espresso in here simsisms <laughs> you know, I let that one slide at the time. I'm behind you, but you can't let Chris Sims get away with calling espresso espresso, Mike. If you want to get real technical and make it easy on Sims, it's called a red eye when you have a shot of espresso in coffee. All right. <laughs> espresso. Espresso. Let's go espresso through you the feel PFT espresso. I feel good, right? Yeah, and I'm like a just I'm like more of a double shot of uh, espresso in my coffee, which they call a black <laughs> eye. <laughs> I, it was funny. Um, one time I had a uh, I had a client, and after we finished the case, it, you know, it, it's, every once in a while they'd show their gratitude with like a basket of food or something, right. and there, there was a there was a, a there was a bag in there of chocolate covered espresso beans and my son was about nine or ten at the time and we were eating them and we were wired oh, <laughs> we were I so, bet. oh my god we should have stopped at two or three i'll just say that <laughs> Jeez, all right I bet. espresso through the pft props all right case keenum passing yards against the broncos over under 221.5 i'm gonna go over i think that's a little low of a number i don't think it's gonna be like too much more than that but i, I just i gotta imagine they gotta lean on the passing game a little tonight i i do i would think that has to happen uh, you know, with, with the running back situation and, of course, the tackle situation. So I'll go over there. 
Well, and also, let's remember this. Jarvis Landry could come back tonight. That's right. He could be back. That's right. He'd be activated today and ready to go tonight, and that would help Case Keenum very much. So I'll go over as well. Dearness Johnson gets to start at running back. It's his first NFL start. He's a guy who played in the AAF for crying out loud. So that they're down to number three on the depth chart, but he gets his chance. Hopefully we'll have some blocking and uh, Case Keenum can get it done in the passing department. Tom Brady passing yards against the Bears over under 304.5. This is his chance in a weird sort of way to get some revenge for that Thursday night game from last year, although it was his fault at the end. That was the night that he thought fifth down was fourth down, but still it's the Bears. I guess the other prop bet should be will he shake Nick Foles' hand if they lose, <laughs> uh, but uh, over under three, 304 and a half. What do you got? Right, this is going to be, a, this is a tough one. It is. I mean, the Bears' defense is good. You know, I mean, it's very good. In fact, I think it's really better statistically than it actually shows because, you know, they had the offense who struggled in some games that really put them in some tough spots. You know, they, they're a team that plays past defense and they're going to call your bluff to see, will you run the football? But, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm going to go with the over here, too. I am. I mean, damn. Brady and company are just, they're awesome to watch. And the way they can throw the ball, the way he throws the ball, some of their designs down the field. I know they kind of floundered towards the end of the game last week against the, the Eagles. But extra days to prepare for this team. And what I think would also play into this, Mike, is just the fact that I don't know how much the Bears' offense is going to be able to move the ball on the Bucks, and I, that might might mean the Bears get worn down eventually and start to let up some big plays. Yeah, I agree with you. And look, I just think the Buccaneers are in a zone right now where, now you know, you get on the road against a team that's not. I I, I don't. They were this the close to blowing them out, and then you know, I mean, it, it, they they, yeah. they should have destroyed. They should have destroyed. I'm still stunned. It was twenty eight twenty two. Right. I'm still stunned. But at home, look at what they did to the Dolphins a couple of weeks ago. I just think they're hitting their groove, and they're taking no prisoners, and I think they're going to destroy the Bears on Sunday, so I'll go over. Uh, Cordell Patterson, who has been a, a, a very pleasant surprise Definitely. in Atlanta. He, he's receiver. He's a running back. He does a little bit of everything. Rushing and receiving yards combined against the Dolphins, 75 for Patterson. I'll take the over on yeah, that. Right? I think the guy's fun to watch. I think he's one of the most exciting players in all of football, and he's one of the main reasons to pay attention to the Falcons right now. Uh, agreed. I, and, and they, they organize things on their offense for him to feature him. So, you know, again, I don't know. I, I, I come away watching games sometimes and going, I wish they would give him the ball more at running back. You know, he's he's more talented to me than Mike Davis, for sure. But, yeah, you mentioned it, too. I mean, they put him out of receiver. They throw him a ton of screens and do stuff like that. And where I just look at that and go, yeah, I got to go over with that one. Yeah, uh, a fun, fun player to watch. And just a great example of resilience, determination, flexibility, and also versatility. The fact yeah. that he can do all those things. I remember when he was his fourth year with the Vikings – and, you know, it just wasn't working at receiver. He became a gunner on the punt team, and he was incredible. Like the best gunner in just like football. That. Yeah, yeah, right? I know. Yeah. I know. He's a player. All right. Derrick Henry rushing yards against the Chiefs over under of 125. Remember, it was the Chiefs that managed to bottle him up in the AFC Championship when he was Jim Brown revisited in 2019. Does he get over or under 125 against Kansas City on Sunday? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I, I, you know, The Chiefs, I think, are the type of team that's going to just go all out to stop them. They played a little bit of a different style of football last week, the Chiefs, too. You know, I, I would like to know the status of Chris Jones. Has he, he got a chance to come back this week? I thought there was. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Uh, I don't know. I damn. I read so much. I can't remember all the damn guys and where. And they're... on Wednesday, oh, it's pointless on Wednesday. Yeah, I know. So you don't even get any clarity until Friday. No, I know. I just thought I remembered thinking there, hearing that there might be a chance he's back this week. But either way, I do think the Chiefs are going to sell out and go. We, if we're going to lose, we'd rather lose to Ryan Tannehill in the pass game than Derrick Henry just bludgeoning us to death. Um, so because of that, I st- he probably still get a hundred, but I'm just going to say under 125. All it takes is one of those shot out of the cannon runs like we saw on Monday night, and it <laughs> yeah. changes everything. I'll go under on this one. I just think that that it's just the law of averages. He's He's been on a tear lately, and you're not going to have 125, 150, 175 yards every game, but maybe he will. But I'll just guess under because I think the Chiefs will dust off whatever blueprint they used in the 2019 playoffs and dare Ryan Tannehill yeah, to I think beat so. them right. through the air. Right. Total points for Chiefs Titans. It's the highest over under the weekend at fifty seven and a half. Are you over? Or are you under? I, I think I'm over on that one. I do. I, I could see this being, you know, a high scoring affair. Both of these defenses let up too many big plays. You know, I did like what I saw out of the Chiefs last week, and of course, you know, the Titans did some good things too. Uh, but I just have a hard time thinking that either one of these offenses isn't going to move the ball. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I will too. I. Uh... And it's funny, some of these games, they start off so slowly with points, and then there's just an explosion, and uh, maybe that's what we'll see with the Chiefs and the Titans. Bengals-Ravens, total points over under a 47. What do you think about that one? Mm, I'm going to go under with that one. I am. I, I, I don't imagine this being that type of a shootout. You know, I, I don't. I, I just think that, again, the Bengals' defense is pretty good. The Ravens' defense has just continued to get better and better, and... Yeah, I, I could see this being a little bit more of a defensive struggle type of football game. You know, I do. I feel that way, too. I'm trying to pull up the 20. It was 27-3 when they played October 11 of 2020, and I thought maybe the Bengals had a chance to make it interesting. 27-3, the Ravens shut down Joe Burrow and company last year. Now, it was a different year, different time, but that was in Baltimore as well. I'll yeah. go under just because I, I think that I think the, the Ravens are – are morphing into a team that is going to kick the crap out of whoever they face, and they may do that for a while. I think the the, the thing against the Chargers on Sunday was the start of something. So I'll go under just because I don't think the Bengals, even though I believe in the Bengals and I think they got a good chance to make the playoffs, this is a bad spot for them to be walking into Baltimore, given where the Ravens currently are. All right, we'll take a look at the matchups to watch in the Week 7 games. We'll do that when this Thursday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. You know, I was studying a little bit on the Bears and, and the Packers and, and watched a lot of that. It was another great game. And I, actually, before we get started, I wanted to say congrats to Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um, not always a great quarterback, but I guess he's now a shareholder of the Bears. He was, you know, I, I saw a clip of him really enthusiastically telling the crowd how happy he is to own Soldier Field. And uh, it's really great stuff. He owns the Bucks now, part owner of Soldier Field. So um, he's he's got a, a great career beyond football. Tom Brady doing his best to conceal the fact that he was reading off of his notes. Come on, man. Come on, you're Tom Brady. Say whatever you want. You don't need to word your joke a certain way like Jerry Seinfeld. Just say it. All right. Wait, can, wait, can, can, I, can we talk about this subject for a little bit? Like, go. Is that really where we've gotten now, where it's personal that the player talk crap to the fan base who talks crap to him the whole game when well, he sits there? L- let me just say this. Let yeah. me say this. Right. 
I'm trying to choose my words carefully here, and then the devil on the left shoulder saying, just say what you think. Yeah, just say what the you idea, think. When, when Aaron Rodgers, thanks, you're the devil on my left shoulder all the right. time. Right, don't read when your Aaron note Rogers cards. When Aaron Rodgers went into that, that, that ridiculous woke PC culture thing on Pat McAfee show on two, what the is he talking about? Nobody criticized him. Olin Krutz wanted to punch him in the face. No one. I thought it was awesome what he did. Yeah. There was no, oh, oh, Aaron Rodgers, you shouldn't do that. No one was doing that. But but he's got he's so sensitive about it that one person says something and he acts like the mob is coming after him. The mob wasn't coming after him. I don't get it. No, it you was didn't weird, think like the Chris. Chicago was media weird. was trying to take anything or make anything well, of it either. But but it wasn't. But of course, of course, no. Bears fans are going to be upset. But it wasn't like the woke PC mob is coming no, after it him. It wasn't that. It's no You're different right. than what would have happened 50 years ago. Well, no, they don't I, like him because he plays for the Packers. No, but it's not the woke PC mob. I get so sick of people throwing those terms around when they don't apply. I just was really disappointed by that. I really was. There was an article on People magazine website about him railing about cancel culture and the what nobody's saying he should who the hell is saying he should be canceled because of that it is it is running amok that anytime anyone dares to criticize anyone about anything they start throwing the cancel culture culture card it is ridiculous chris well it's exhausting it, it is but i do think there was you know i do think the bears fans were like oh that's disrespectful there was definitely some of that talk like come on get out of here it is the same but bear that's been but that's i know so culture of the woke PC i know mob. you're that's right it's sports. not it's the wrong phrasing of it it's a wrong but but yet either Stupid. way bears fans were like personally hurt by it the same bears fans that made a seven-year-old that's Kristen the same cry. as 50 years ago i know but that's the same as 50 I years ago it. it's not the woke pc mob okay. it's sports but, but that's my point well i get you Bro, i'm not i'm not defending the way he said that i'm not defending that now Stupid. i don't it it's like, stupid olin krutz saying he's gonna punch him in the face and and again i've only read the quote maybe he said it with a giggle maybe i need to hear it no he has confirmed two face punchings in his life so i would take him seriously yeah i would if too. a guy who has punched two people in the face says i want to punch somebody in the face i would assume it's not just you know a no i know speech. listen I i'm scared he to will say punch it you in the face because i'm scared he so. when i see him he might punch me in the face olin cruz is the last guy I, you want to see in a dark alley that's for sure but we yes. were a little bit ahead of Come time, on. and now we're good. behind. It was a Match good conversation. Draft. It was a good conversation. Okay. Oh, I'm up. All right. Fine. Um, all right. I think um, – I mean, I, I got to go with Goff versus the Rams this weekend, the Rams defense. Goff versus McVay. You know, I'll just go Goff versus the Rams defense. I mean, come on. That's just, to me, one of the, the matchups that just is in bright lights this week. It's a quarterback who got dealt from a team – for a bag of chips, I mean, they, they literally gave things away to get rid of him. Like, please take this. It's just as long as you take him. And now he's going, and he went to a Super Bowl with that team. And now he's got to go back into the the you know the fire here and deal with that team. And of course, it's a good team. The defense has righted the ship in a lot of ways. So I'm excited for that. Just see what you know, maybe Goff and the Lions have just to maybe prop him up a little bit. Let's screw these guys over. And you know, what are the Rams going to do off of that? So you got the line going into the Rams, Dan. I got the rookie Jet going into the Patriots, Oh, Dan. I know. Think I of how a, this lines yeah. up for Zach Wilson. Right, right. After the four picks back in week two, yeah. the Patriots haven't lost – or haven't, excuse me, won, lost one, slight difference. Haven't won a game at home all year long. Yeah. Here come the Jets. Now, the Jets have had extra time to get ready. I don't know. 
I don't think it matters. I don't think it does either. Uh, Zach Wilson versus the Patriots. Another Jets quarterback seeing ghosts, ghouls, and goblins on Sunday. Look away, Jets fans. But you know what? If the kid can show some progress, this is a great measuring stick for him. Sure. We saw what happened to him back in week two. Where are we now? We may see some growth. It's going to be fun to watch either way. It was. That's a good one by you. I had it on my list. I did not think you would go there with that, but I, I think it is. And, 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 you know, hey, the Patriots defense is good, as we know. It, it is good. And, and, and in my opinion, listen, the Jets need to do a little bit more on offense. They do. They need to help Zach Will. He can't just drop back every time and be, hey, throw a 20-yard out route just because you got a laser. Hey, throw a 50-yard post because you got a laser. They got to make the game a little easier on him. What he's being asked to do on the degree of difficulty scale is greater than any other quarterback, rookie quarterback in football right now. They're asking him to carry the team, and it's, it's, they're not doing enough to help him out. That would be my two cents on that. I, I like your pick, though. All right, I'm going to go Joe Burrow versus Wink Martindale. I am. I mean, the Ravens defense, you know, I know we played a clip from you know, my podcast a little bit yesterday. The Ravens defense is, of course, it's complex. Justin Herbert made a comment after the game. Like, they did some things we didn't expect them to do. Yeah, get ready. That's what the Ravens do. They are game plan specific to the week. And they always change it up. And they can make you think, whoa, are they blitzing 11? I mean, is everybody coming? And then you drop back and you go, man, it feels like a lot of people are blitzing after me. And it's, it's four guys. And all of a sudden you look downfield and there's nowhere to throw the ball. And that's where Joe Burrow's going to have to be careful uh, and, and really be patient that way and make sure he sees throws in this one if they want to win that game. With the Arizona Cardinals facing the Green Bay Packers next Thursday night. Oh, by the way. Whoa, what a that's game next that Thursday was. night? Yes. Wowzers. There's a there's a trap looming against the Houston Texans. But the likelihood of falling into the trap is reduced by the fact that JJ Watt gets a chance to go against the Houston Texans. And JJ Watt will be very motivated and he'll probably be an honorary oh, he's probably a captain anyway, but but regardless, they will be behind him, and that presence is enough to guard against any type of trap for the Cardinals. J.J. Watt against the team with which he became a three-time defensive player of the year. Let's take a break. We'll do round three when PFT Live continues right after this. All right, week seven matchup draft. Round three is upon us. Chris, who do you have? I'm going to go, you know... I, I know I've already gone this route here, but I think this is what I'm excited to watch. Like, you know, Sp Spagnolo versus Derrick Henry. You know, I, I do. I want to see what the Chiefs defense has been horrible the whole year. Last year, last week, it kind of looked good. They did some different stuff. You know, what are they going to do? How are they going to play their hand in this game against, you know, what looks like right now, like the unstoppable force of the Tennessee Titans run game and Derrick Henry. I am interested to see how that goes. You know, again, because, you know, they don't want to get – you know, they don't want to bleed out with Derrick Henry five yards, four yards, five yards, four yards, and then your offense is never on the field too. So I'm interested to see what they do to, to slow down the Titans' attack, especially the run game. I'm going back to round one because with all this golf talk playing the Rams again, 
We've completely overlooked the fact that Matthew Stafford is playing the Lions. We have. The team with which he spent a dozen years. Right. Are you kidding me? I didn't even think that about it, honestly. That is a huge honestly. deal. Yeah. He's got a chance to shred that team and take out all his frustration from all those years of crap that he had to deal with in Detroit. Yeah. And that's going to be part of this, too. 62-7, to seven, I think, is going to be the final score that I pick for that game. All right, oh, wow. we got a throwback Thursday if we have time for it. Do we have time for it? Do we have time for the throwback Thursday? Let's go. Let's do what it is. I don't know what it is. Oh, but let's throw look it back. at this. Boom. Do we talk or is there sound? Oh, the it's drive? the drive. Man. The Broncos at the Browns. Sorry, Miles Simmons and all other Browns fans. The 98-yard drive in the 1986 AFC Championship game. John Elway taking the Broncos down the field. The Browns had their best chance to get to a Super Bowl. Yep. And he worked it all the way down. And that Browns I don't have defense the play-by-play play in front of me, but they got it going. It took a little time. This, and I'm whoa, to laser beam. That was a laser all, beam. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a certain kind of missile. That, <laughs> yes. Uh, that, uh, yes. That's, but anyway, um, of course, the Broncos would lose to a certain team from New York. Good point. Good whose point. Whose quarterback played right. out of his mind <laughs> in that game to go on to win the MVP and go to Disney World. I'm not going to Disney World. See ya. That's the end of the show. See you tomorrow.